0: Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational.
1: Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. A lot of people look at our culture today, look at America, and say, how did we get here? This is not the place I grew up in. It seems to have happened overnight. Now, the truth of the matter is, it didn't change overnight. This has been a long-term process or change in America. But the changes now seem so rapid that they do seem overnight. Did our culture change overnight, or are we looking at the product of many years of change? I think
2: change is exponentially increasing, probably because of better communication just over the past century or so with radio, television, various forms of now cyber communication with social media and so forth that has has blossomed over the last couple of decades, we see that ideas can change the culture much more quickly than ever before. What used to take decades to hundreds of years now only takes maybe even a few weeks Mm -hmm. before the cancel culture is a prime example. We can cancel somebody in seconds with social media.
3: I think one of the things that also has changed quite a bit and I look at the automobile industry because I grew up in the city of Detroit. And you take a look at some of the really old vehicles from the early 1900s and you wind up seeing an acceleration of the vehicles based on World War II, based on a lot of our technology, based on communication. A lot of it has accelerated. And what has not helped out is the West Coast and a lot of the things that they were putting out movie-wise that went along with some of the cars and some of the, were going faster. We got airplanes. We can do this. We can do that. We can walk on the moon. Our technology has made a major diversionary change, primarily in communication, as well as driving in a car, house, and doing a lot of other things.
1: Technology has changed the culture. We are now a push-button culture. We expect it automatically. Is America a Christian nation today? I would have to agree with President Obama that it is no longer a Christian nation. I was offended by that when he went around with his apologetics tour right Mm -hmm. after he was elected and said, America is not a Christian nation, but I'm afraid he was telling the truth. It is certainly that way now. However,
2: it doesn't alter the fact that this nation was founded upon Christian principles and was considered to be a Christian nation for the first 150 or
1: so years. You know, people try to rewrite history, and they will say, no, this was never a Christian nation. Well, I got a couple of questions about that. Why did the Puritans, the Quakers, and so many other people come over to this country? For religious freedom. freedom. For, for, for religious freedom. What does it say on the back of your $1 bill? In God we trust. I'm amazed they haven't gotten the eraser out for that one. No, I think there's trying. Seriously. Oh, no, I have no doubt of that. But you have court cases that come up all the time. Do you know that about 27 years ago, you had a guy who challenged, what do we say, to start every day in school? Pledge the Pledge of Allegiance. Why was he challenging the Pledge of Allegiance? Under God. Uh, under God. Which oh was added God.
2: in 1952.
1: Yeah. So there, at that point, that really wasn't a question. We had allegiance to God in this country. Mm-hmm. That's a gone one now. Is it freedom of religion or freedom from religion? Well, it should be freedom of religion, which is how
2: the First Amendment was worded, in that Congress shall make no law abridging or taking away any any religious rights, religious freedom. So Congress is the entity that's restrained, not
1: citizens. The concern was that you would not have what they had just experienced in England, that the Church of England would be declared as the only denomination and all others couldn't function. And
3: you will participate and you will be part of
2: it. Yeah. And at that point, when the, the Constitution was written... The word religion was inferred to mean Christian denominations. It wasn't to be Muslim or Hindu or Shintoism or Taoism, all those other religions, which we would call different religions today, the New Age movement, yeah. those sort of things. But we're rather we're talking about Puritanism or Mennonites or Amish or Baptists or Presbyterian. Those were considered different religions but they're basically what we would now call
1: different Christian denominations. In, our, in the establishment of this country, we have certain traditions that have gone on for the past 250 years. One of those is Congress has a chaplain and they start with prayer. Wait a minute. How is that not illegal from what we hear? On the Sunday before the first Monday in October, when the Supreme Court starts their deliberations each year, They go to the National Cathedral and have a red mass in which they pray over the decisions they will make for the coming year. Most people don't know about that. How's that one not illegal? There is background to show that we once had a deep belief system in this country for the Christian God. How did this transition occur to a nation that now believes in its freedom from religion? Right.
3: Satan is very powerful.
1: We have no doubt that this is Satan orchestrated from all the things that we're going to see that is coming from so many avenues inward. Let's talk about some big events which occurred with this. And incidentally, if you want background on this, we have a presentation on our website on YouTube called The Defaithing of America Creation in the Courts, which is going to describe a whole lot of what we're doing if you go to sabsa.org. It's stated a whole lot. It's supposed to be separation of church and state. Who did that come from? That was a letter written by Thomas
2: Jefferson to the Danbury Baptist Association. Uh-huh. And it was basically trying to reassure them that they would never be forced to join a different church. In other words, to join a different denomination or have to relinquish their denominational
1: beliefs. So he at that point was not saying that government can never touch religion. Well, basically it would protect, protect them their religion. So that what's happening today wouldn't happen, but it is. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and Ed Salzado. If you'd like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is org. Today we're talking about how our culture changed so radically. You know, we were talking earlier about this once-was-a-Christian nation. A great evidence of that was what's called the Holy Trinity of cases between 1844 and 1931. 1844, a question came up: Can a Bible be used in public schools in Philadelphia to teach morality? And the Supreme Court said, certainly, it's the ultimate source of morality, and therefore it should be used. 1892, Holy Trinity versus U.S. In that case, they said, you know, if you want to bring a person over from Europe, et cetera, or anywhere, and bring them here as a pastor, we can certainly give a visa on that. That. That is protected, and in fact, during this case, they said, this is a Christian nation. 1931, U.S. versus McIntosh. Ditto. They restated as late as 1931, this is a Christian nation. But none of that is still used, of course, as Precedent. precedent. There's a lot of things that came into this. Between 1904 and 1930 was the height of the professional career of John Dewey. What's John Dewey noted for? Did the Dewey System. Uh, not and, just com- tr- and Communism. And all of that, but he was the father of American education. education. And I have been a public educator for most of my life. And the devotion is that we are not going to have any religion in schools. Where did that start with? It started with Dewey. It started with Dewey. 1916, Woodrow Wilson puts in a Supreme Court nominee named Louis Brandeis. Louis Brandeis, incidentally, this is the first court fight. This was the first partisan court fight. And he was elected eventually after a 1,300-page discourse on him. Nothing about his court integrity or his writings or anything else, just on you're a communist and you are a liberal or you're not the right things. But along party lines, he was approved. But he had the concept of that we need to be a reformer and we need to use the court to reform society. It was nothing about what's in the Constitution. It was always about reforming the Constitution, reforming society. So that's a part of all of this. 1925, we've got the Scopes trial. Incidentally, Scopes got convicted, but what was the effect of Scopes? It
2: essentially brought forth the notion that we need to be getting true science into the classrooms. And the equation, equation from the Scopes trial was that evolution was science and the Bible was not, which was absolutely false. They're both religions. Creation is religion and evolution is religion because it is not true science. And even by the court's definition,
1: teaching of humanism or evolution is a religion. Is religion it, because Substant, it relies on faith. Subsequent court cases have established that and yet they ignore that. Mm -hmm. 1933, the Humanist Manifesto is signed. What's the big thing about that? No God. No God, and a group, recognized groups which are accepted in a society that say that. Right. That say that outwardly. 1947, Emerson versus the Board of Education is the first time that the Supreme Court used the words there needs to be an impregnable wall of separation between government, between society, and religion. Now, this supposedly referred back to, to Jefferson, but is it, is it ever the way Jefferson wanted it used? No. No, and it ignores the Holy Trinity of cases precedents
2: completely. It ignores the fact that President Jefferson held or led Bible study in the
1: congressional halls. He wouldn't have done it that way. Incidentally, it's an interesting thing to see how these things can come from cases. Of what you had in this one city was public and private schools they were having public transportation to both public and private schools. Right. And somebody sued and said, well, you can't put out public money to send them to a private school. Incidentally, are we still having that debate today? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We're still having that debate. Hollywood, in the 1960s, you finally have the MPA get struck down. What was the MPA? It was an association of, since the priest, the Jew, and the rabbi, trolls
2: jokes came from, Mm -hmm. You had essentially a court of three different faiths who would go and review movies and say, this is acceptable or this is not acceptable to faith. It kept language, use Captain America's catchphrase in Avengers 2, language! That should have been a way to keep
1: language and immorality out of the movies. But from that point forward, you've had a change in the movies, you've had a change in TV, Mm -hmm. to where we're seeing such things as living together is good, Homosexual in every show, single parenting being raised up as the way to go. No right or wrong. Racism and woke. Police are bad. Profanity.
3: And the other thing is, is that music followed along, right along with it as it went, mm-hmm. from good to bad. Mm-hmm.
1: 1957. 1957. Sputnik went up there, and we were scared to death. And we changed all of our textbooks from ones that recognized the creator to one that recognized evolution because we thought we were behind in science. There's a whole lot more to this, folks. And again, we would refer you to our YouTube presentation on the defaithing of America if you want more Lane and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salswell. Thanks for listening, And and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.